0: going on everybody welcome back to now episode 11 of blunt instruments Uh, i am your host luke let me introduce you to my co-host jake jake how are you today man
1: yeah good mate how are you
0: i'm doing good buddy i'm doing good i was thinking the other day when one thing we need to start doing too i feel like we've completely forgot to uh add our instagram handles into this so um i'm gonna start doing that too so i am at bond's apartment and jake is at james bond AU, just in case anybody didn't know that. So yeah, this episode we have Jocelyn Sia joining us, aka Ladies Who Bond, on Instagram and YouTube. Um, We were lucky enough to sit down with her and have some uh, kind of in-depth conversation. We talked about some serious issues and, of course, James Bond and some things going on in her life. And um, as you guys know, our last episode was with uh, Susie Vanner, Bond girl herself, and jocelyn happened to be the lucky person to win Susie's contest jake what exactly was it that she you won you'll have to remind me yeah
1: so jocelyn won a four-frame film strip of 35 millimeter print from the spy who loved me signed advertising stills and a copy of Susie's album as well so pretty good prize right, right there um if anyone else wants to go and pick one of them up, I think the pre-orders are open now. I have one Suze's Instagram page and yeah, I think all the links uh, are over there as well. So even if you missed out and you want to pick it up, you're still very much able to.
0: Yeah, be sure to pick up her album and congratulations again to Joslyn for winning that. But up next, like we said, enjoy the interview. Here is Ladies Who Bond, Jocelyn Sia. Okay, welcome back everybody. Um, we've got Jocelyn Sia with us today. Did I pronounce that right? I'm assuming I did, I hope.
2: Yeah, you
3: did.
0: Perfect. I should have asked you that before. I kept going. So this is Jocelyn Sia, a.k.a. Ladies Who Bond. You can catch her on Instagram at Ladies Who Bond, YouTube as well. Anything else that I'm missing by chance?
3: No, just those two for now.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today?
3: I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Um, it's yep. kind of smoky out here. With all the fires going on but
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. glad you're safe too you're northern California
3: no I'm in southern California um, but I grew I grew up in northern California so I my parents are still there okay travel between the two
0: are they um, staying safe through all this
3: yeah I mean they're doing okay as far as I know it's just the air quality all throughout California is pretty terrible right now
0: yeah yeah that I can imagine it's unfortunate. It seems like that keeps happening, like, every few months.
3: Yeah. Uh, we're um, a little bit early into the fire season um, around this time. Uh, and usually it starts end of S- September into October. And we have uh, the Santa Ana winds that kind mm-hmm. of make things go kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the yep. winds funnel through the mountains. and um, But it's been incredibly hot here as well so i think that's also been a big catalyst for the fires we've been having um
1: that's
0: yeah it's it's interesting too because jake was just telling me how in australia it's going to start raining for three to four weeks straight like talking to people from different areas of the world with all these different things going on in different time zones yeah <laughs> yeah basically America america's doing we're doing the opposite
3: yeah, yeah the and and i think them. like i think we send our planes and things over to australia right when you guys have the fire seasons and stuff like that's what i heard you know the, yeah. thing, the fire planes and whatever maybe crew too you know to help out
1: yeah we had um i think this year it was like the worst year that we've pretty much ever had i think that all over sort of the outback and that there was just absolutely awful fires and we were exactly the same like the fires were probably about five six hundred miles away from us and you couldn't see your hand in front of your face just just how bad the smoke was but yeah oh, a lot wow. of the U.S. Um, firefighters came over here to sort of with the planes and that just to I suppose sort of help out because it was that yeah. bad this year but yeah I wonder
0: if any of our guys are heading over your way.
3: Yeah could be. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I was gonna say we won't send you anybody from Michigan because they don't deal with literally any of that. <laughs> 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 It'd be probably pretty bad but <laughs> let's dive into it let's talk about something hopefully that we can all enjoy the man himself, James Bond. So, we've got a few questions for you. Obviously, we want to we want to dive in like early on for you. So, what was your first memory of James Bond? Not necessarily like um, even if it's not anything super significant, just the first real memory you ever have of the character, or the films, or the books, or anything like that.
3: So, my first memory. Um, was through the music actually Um, this was in 7th grade in middle school and I was part of uh, our band and we were doing a band competition and the teacher presented a melody of four bond pieces with one of them being the main theme song and then we did Goldfinger For Your Eyes Only and Diamonds Are Forever oh wait no I'm getting this all mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long. One of them was Live and Let Die. Yeah. Okay. Live live and Let Die. Oh, For Your Eyes Only and Goldfinger. Not Diamonds Are Forever. Um, But Live and Let Die is one of the very first Bond theme songs. I mean, I guess you have the, you know, the Bond theme is iconic, right? So everyone knows that. Um, But Live and Let Die was a very special one because we were having a hard time playing it in band and our teacher would put the CD um, into the player and play the song. And eventually we got so used to the song, we just started singing mm-hmm. the song along in class, you know, so that was kind of my first exposure to to Bond and, and great memories, you know, just a bunch of middle school yeah. kids singing, singing. That's actually,
0: I respect the hell out of that because, it gets you guys interested in things that are way before your time you know what i mean yeah yeah i like that and then um i also need to obviously i should have gone to that school <laughs> <laughs> like i'm jealous nobody <laughs> nobody in my elementary or junior high was talking about james bond or high school for that matter
2: yeah
1: <laughs> so then, i suppose um from that sort yeah. of that sort of area What then drove you to to sort of start an Instagram and YouTube page where you are now? There's obviously sort of a bit of a gap in time between the two, but what was sort of the the driving force from hearing Live and Let Die to, you know, becoming part of a community that you are now?
3: Yeah, so the melody of music that I played, that was my first exposure. And then my first Bond movie was Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. um and I that must have been from a VHS tape that my grandma taped from HBO like I guess that's what you did back in the day like you know Mm -hmm. you had the movies on tv and you set your VHS player you know on your timer and and um so that that was the first movie I'd ever saw and and I really enjoyed it there was a lot of action and the story was fun to follow and there was enough comedy um and then I'm also really into just espionage and and action stories and and that kind of stuff so that that drew me in um and i over time i've just become a big fan of of the series and then i started my instagram page at the beginning of the year
2: Mm -hmm.
3: mostly because i went on the honor majesty secret service 50th anniversary trip Mm -hmm. um, last year Uh, to Switzerland and I had such a great time that I I realized I wanted a place to share it and I had nowhere to share it. So that's why I started that and didn't realize that I would fall into such a huge community. I mean, I I already, um, I'm a participant on AJB, but you don't, uh, there's just a different amount of interaction between seeing all these constant pictures and things and interacting with people on Instagram versus posting on the forums on AJB.
0: Mm Yeah yeah, I didn't realize that you you started beginning of this year. It's crazy how many people seem to start like I started in uh, I believe May, which I think was operation like Operation Phoenix got me into it. I had been um, watching all of David Zaristki's videos since way before Instagram was even a thing. And that I found like through James Bond lifestyle. So I would just watch his videos when I was bored at work and think like, this guy's awesome because there's nobody else in the world that would do this stuff. And then, um, so I eventually started following him on everything and then I didn't make my account until May, but I, it's crazy how many people have just been going this year. I mean, to me, and I guess that, that leads me into another question for you who in the bond community do you think is, um, your biggest inspiration, a couple of people in the community, if you had to guess or had to say a few, oh. aside from me and Jake, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's always the
0: easy answer.
2: <laughs>
3: um, I, undoubtedly. I, I mean, we have David Zyritsky and, and Joe Darling, Darlington. I think those guys and, and Remmert of um, James Bond lifestyle. I think those three were kind of the people at the forefront of getting all that fandom out there um, that I think there's a lot of great people on AJB like I, I can't really give names but there mm-hmm. I, if you go on there there's people there that have been on there for for years at least 10 years more um, prop makers and and people who I think have worked on you know as part of the crew and stuff and like that that forum and all of those people are actually very inspirational to me because the stuff, like, so the level of detail that they give you on those forums is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they were kind of the start of everything.
0: Okay. Yeah. I actually haven't been on there at all.
3: Oh, it's great. I mean, it's been around since ooh, long time. I mean, I, I feel like I joined. I, I've been on there for more than 10 years, and I didn't make an account until maybe Skyfall. But I mean, I was a long time lurker. It's just so much information. Yeah. Yeah, and the search function is great too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I I honestly think that any um any of these clothing IDs, 99% of the time comes from there. Like that's the first probably. place you'll see it. Um, it's just incredible. Like the amount of detail, and it's always interesting. I find when I think the biggest one was probably the barber jacket that just came out, and you read all the comments about people identifying the collar tab and things like that from like half a second on screen. F- of a blurry picture and it's you're just watching anything like how do you do this and then you know it goes into the mainstream of this is what he's wearing but that yeah. seems to be where 90 percent of the things sort of come from, from a lot of the time yeah yeah
0: yeah it's funny that you brought up the level of detail too because uh somewhat of a side note but my girlfriend's dad was like uh i know you're a big james bond fan i actually have like a uh the James Bond gun, the Walther, and I'm like, what? we've been talking about this for months, and you guys. And he's like, well, it's not. <laughs> he's not. He's. He's like, well, it's not the actual one. It's the, um, and I'm pulling it up here. Maybe the Manurin or Manurin, Manurin, Manurin. So I, of course, sent it to Commando Bond, just thinking he'd be like, oh, that's cool. And he literally was like, they were made in France after World War II. Um, he was like then back in Germany after a bit, but pretty cool. He's like, those are the exact grip panels he would have had. I'm like, and this all happened in like five minutes. And I told him and, or told my girlfriend, like, this is ridiculous. So I completely understand where you're coming for that. I was like, yeah, he's in the, he's in the UK. He answered this question in five minutes and you know, now we're here, we are. But, um, so let me ask you this too. What would you say is your fondest bond associated memory? I know you mentioned the trip, um, you know, just, you know, with Instagram, anything people you've met on here, what would you say is your most fond bond associated memory at this point so far?
3: Probably that trip.
0: Um, the,
3: the gala party we had on top of peace, Gloria was amazing. Like I still think of it very fondly. I mean, it was, it was the last evening of that weekend and, um, just having, um, Well, I had met some people there and became friends with them. So we were hanging out a lot. And then the dinner that we had before the the concert, um, I was fortunate enough to sit next to Terrence Mountain and his wife Mm
2: -hmm. at dinner
3: and and just talking to them. And he is the most sweetest man. Like him and his wife, they're very sweet people. Very, very kind. Um, And then the concert itself, it it was just breathtaking because I don't think you can go to Peace Gloria unless and stay at night unless you're going to a special event and right. the fact that it was just full of bond fans and bond people and and the actors and, and the music and and the libations it's you can't re- recreate that Just no way
0: right yeah i'm bummed that i missed half this stuff this was all before my time a little bit here
3: um may, hopefully maybe diamonds will happen next year yeah or cross. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> you, you don't seem too excited about that one.
3: <laughs> um, I, well, oh i'm just i think i'm more concerned about the pandemic you know if this keeps going yeah. then then obviously we can't get together but even if i know diamonds is kind of a questionable bo- movie for a lot of people but but don't just just go for the people go for the other fans and and stuff you know you can't um just spending the time with other Bond fans is a real treat because it, we're such mm-hmm. a small community mm-hmm. um, that we can actually get to know each other. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, and
3: th- and that's that's something that I find you can't find in other franchises. I think like Star Wars and stuff like that. Sure, you have your Star Wars fans, but to be able to talk to people one on one and know these people and and yeah, that's that's really special.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah,
1: definitely. I suppose sort of diving a bit more into the overall sort of James Bond franchise and and sort of the films, What's, what sort of, I suppose, fascinates you about the, the overall sort of character and the film sort of franchise? What sort of, I suppose, drove you really into it? Um,
3: there's different aspects that I really like. Um, Obviously, with the newer Bond movies, the sartorial aspect is very appealing. Even if I'm not wearing a suit, like, mm-hmm. my husband and I can still do fancy things. And, um, for example, uh, we've been to Rules in in the yeah. UK. Yeah. The Rules restaurant, like, is... It's, it's a fun experience, you know. It, mm-hmm. But it's, like, something that we can do together. Um, and then, I just... I like Spy... Movies and espionage and and Mm -hmm. those stories, those, I I find it interesting. And then James Bond as a character um, is really interesting just seeing how they can take him from a novel created by Fleming and then putting it onto screen and just exploring that. And and the different actors' interpretation of James Bond is really interesting to me. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm going to piggyback off that question. I've got a two part question and okay. the second part's going to be more hard hitting because every once in like a, <laughs> eight, every once in like eight episodes, I come up with a good question. And if you didn't know this, you're, you're going to be like episode 10 or 11. So, okay. um, <laughs> so first off question, part one, would you say you would have more of a fascination with bond, the bond girls or both?
2: Um, for me, it would be both. Um,
3: I find the character, I find Bond very interesting because sometimes he can be, he's a flawed person. Like he has his duty to his country and the stories that we read about it. And then, but he's also a flawed character. And mm-hmm. when you have to see him make these decisions and stuff, it's, I, I find that really interesting. Um, yeah. and um, as for the bond bond girls or bond women um, in, in the novels they're I, I really like the women in the novels they, um, mm-hmm. they have a lot more depth and I, I feel that they're sometimes they're not as well represented in the movies oh my
0: god you answered the question
3: <laughs> I, I think a lot of it ends up being just bad representation you know mm-hmm. having to cut or edit a movie and then, they don't write the women in as strongly as as some of them are in, in the novels. Right. But I, I, I'm pretty hopeful for the new movie that's coming out. I, mm-hmm. I feel that they're 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 making the effort uh with representation on them on the women. Um there are some women that I like more than others in, in the movies.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, you kind of answered the question because I was <laughs> I was going <laughs> to use the word. I think represented or representation, one of them. Okay, but I'll ask it in a sense anyways. My, my question was because from the female perspective, I don't think I've ever had the answer. Do you feel that they have taken big enough strides since Dr. No with how just even just the substance behind the female role in the films
3: so that's a good question yes
0: that is a good question
2: like well thank done thank you
3: because <laughs> i feel like they tried to do that okay let's let's just look at the craig movies i feel like they tried to do that with money penny right mm-hmm. and then um i don't know i actually started reading through one of lisa funnels books and um it's just mm-hmm. really interesting you know food for thought um, an analysis of Bond women and a, a great one. She has one of the articles in her book talks about the role of Money Penny and Skyfall. And mm-hmm. she starts as a strong character as an agent on the, in the field with Bond. And then when you think about it, um, she she screws up. She shoots Bond and then she decides that she's not good in the field. And then it and then she ends up becoming Money Penny. And in some ways, like okay, I love Money Penny and I love her character, but at the same time, you've now taken like her ability as an agent and have pigeonholed her into the secretary mm-hmm. job, and it,
2: yeah.
3: it, it's kind of that like oh now now I feel conflicted, you right. know, it's like you know, and um so it's like I feel like they are making the effort, but at the same time they kind of fall short and and don't even realize what they've done. I think Severine is also a really good example. Like, I, I mm-hmm. wish there was more um, in-depth character development with her, but it was, she she had such short screen time that right. we really, you know, we don't really get to know any more um, about her.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And just one other follow-up here. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> but, uh, because you brought up <laughs> Severine. That's a, good, that's a good point because for me, and this is even from the male perspective, in Skyfall, when you first see her, first you see her from across the buildings and you just think she's like this mysterious, beautiful woman. you don't know anything about her. That's all you can gather. It's just a physical appearance. And you can try to gather as much as you can just from you know her demeanor and her, you know whatever. And then when you actually get to talk to her, I mean, you know she's got a gun, you know, she's got this, that, this, I mean, she seems very, aware of her surroundings, she's not intimidated by Bond in any way, shape, or form, but then the next time you see her, and I just noticed this for the first time, which I'm ashamed to admit, she's got the two empty champagne glasses and the champagne on ice waiting for Bond in the boat, and then gets into the shower, and he just walks into the shower, like, that shit doesn't happen, like, you know what I mean, and it's just to me, like, she, and unless she's more of, like, a um, Kind of like a triple X type character where she may dispose of men similar to Bond. Jesus, Jake, like what is going on with me here? Oh, I feel no like night. Dan Rather. I feel like Dan Rather. She, she may dispose <laughs> of men similar to the way Bond disposes of women, especially in the older films. It's just like she's completely vulnerable just in the shower and he just shows up like naked like you can't just presume that she's just like down for this shit like what if she's married she's got like six kids you don't know this (laughs) you know what i mean like come on so i agree with you there's like it's now it's like half the character right has moved forward and half is still back in time
3: and and even when you think about the scene when they're at the bar beforehand and he recognizes the tattoo and, you know, and she's quote-unquote from the slave trade, mm-hmm. isn't that a little bit awkward? Like, to say, okay, well, you've, you you were in the slave trade and now you're free, right? The sex slave trade, right? Se, and now, yeah, and, yeah and, and now you're free and now I'm going to show up in the boat and have sex with you? I mean, like, isn't that... <laughs> Do they do they not think about this I when they know, put the movie together? I know that's a good
0: point. He's probably like, oh, old habits die hard, huh? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh, on, man, that's <laughs> such a good. Point. This is this is already quickly becoming one of my favorites. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm interested to see, and I don't know what you guys think, but I think the way that they've sort of developed No Time to Die with the new characters, especially Naomi, and bringing back um, Madeleine Swann, I feel like they, they're making more of a conscious effort now to not only sort of try and make advancements in the franchise, but also, you know, not just make the film for... Thirty-five to fifty-year-old middle-aged men. Like, I feel like they're making that effort now, and even the way that they're sort of marketing it and things like that. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm hopeful for it because I think that that's what we need to be able to survive as a film franchise and for you know a continued franchise and a continued fan base like we are. The films have to evolve. That's as mm-hmm. plain and simple as as my view on it. If we keep the same formula, they're going to die off because the world doesn't follow that formula anymore but yeah that's I suppose my two cents on on what I'm seeing for the upcoming films and even sort of bringing in Phoebe Waller-Bridge writers like that who I think can just really sort of bring the franchise forward a little bit more.
2: I
3: kind of wonder if Eon ever looks back at their films and go oh that didn't age well yeah Mm -hmm. and and if they ask themselves what can we do to to be better
1: Mm. And I think that that's what they need to do because, you know, yeah. and it's not saying that when films are filmed in the 60s, it's difficult because that's acceptable. That was the right. way of the world back then. So you can't almost, you know, write over history, but you can continue to be better. And I think that's that's what I hope they do. Um, you know, maybe they're just doing it for the money. You never know what they're doing. But that's what mm-hmm. my, my, I suppose my personal hopes are is that, keep making them better, keep making them relevant because then you're gonna keep people interested. You know, that's that's I suppose my opinion on it all. Or just I feel like I've just done a little rant there,
0: sorry. It's okay, I've already done six. <laughs> <laughs> You've, got five You've got five more. Um
1: so I suppose um sort of still still talking about Bond, um who's your favourite Bond, Jocelyn? Have you sort of got a favorite favourite era or or actor.
3: This is an interesting question because I guess it it comes up between all of us constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, they say that the bond that you grew up with is tends to be your favorite, which I feel most of the time does apply to me. I really love Pierce. Um, Pierce yeah. was my first Bond, and and I love, I love Golden That's that's probably one of my favorite movies. Um, and I I just, and and I wonder if some of it has to do with the actor too cuz this actually I was just talking about this with some friends like a week or so ago and it was like what actor would you actually want over your house over your house for you know if you were having a party and um mm-hmm. hands down it would either be Roger Moore or Pierce just yeah, because That's
1: a good of, way to ask
3: yeah because of, of their person like they're just they're so appealing and so kind and and you get that from you know, just seeing them on the media, but then at the same time, Sean Sean is such a classic bond. I mean, he is the gold standard, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So it that makes it really hard sometimes for me to answer. <laughs> he's
0: not Jake's gold standard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you what? saw the ranking,
0: but uh, he's more but, like yeah. Jake's uh, bronze standard. Not even <laughs> what's after bronze. <laughs> Um, yeah we 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 don't talk about this
1: anymore because that got me in a lot of trouble for uh, not not having him number one or two i'm sorry for having a personal opinion um so i know that obviously with everything that's all going on in the community at the moment there's been a lot of um i suppose highlight on the novels as well with with things like the fleming reading challenge and obviously just all of us looking for a bit of sort of james bond content to to sort of you know I suppose ingest by the time that the new film comes out. Do you do you have sort of a preference on the the films or the novels?
3: Um. Well, I I, I enjoy them both. Um, I've mm. read m- about half of the Fleming novels, and some of the continuation novels. So I'm I'm kind of excited actually that the Fleming reading challenge is is happening. Um, just so I can reread some of these, but also interacting with other community members and talking about it in a book club, like that's been a lot of fun. Um, and now it kind of pushes me to finish reading all the rest of it. Um, but it's hard to just turn on a book while you're working or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that sense, then I like turning on the movies and just having it in the background. Um, or if you just want something visually, you know, appealing for a little bit of escapism like the movies fulfill that
0: yeah i agree with that and then for the films you prefer the newer or the, or the older even though we in a sense kind of talked on that
3: i think it depends on my mood
0: yes yeah, yeah. I, I agree
3: so, sometimes Sometimes I get a bit tired of Craig just because it starts to get really deep and depressing. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I got to put that away. And and, and, uh, especially with the pandemic, I found myself watching probably the more movies the most because they're Mm -hmm. so so campy and so funny. And just I don't know, I guess it just varies.
0: Jake, we may have to think about adding a third host. On <laughs> to our show, because literally when we did when we did the bond ranking episode, we both agreed that if you watch Sean Connor uh, Sean Sean Carr, if you watch a Sean Connery movie over a Roger Moore movie, you're in a very different mood. Like you're just taking yeah. words. It's either you're listening, which we hope you are, or you're just very similar to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jake. Ask Ask away.
1: Obviously you sort of mentioned about um about your trip to to Switzerland there, Jocelyn. There are other sort of are there any other locations that you've got on, you know, the bucket list that are related to Bond that that you know are a must do once the world gets back to some form of normality?
3: Um, I'd like to visit Jamaica. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I've never been there.
0: hmm
3: Be it'd be cool to visit the Goldeneye resort. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, I love traveling in general, so every location is a bucket list location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. Pe- Would you
0: say the Switzerland one was your favorite that you've done so far, location-wise?
3: Um. It, yeah, it, it's up there. I mean, Peace Gloria was definitely, like, at the top of my bucket list. So to mm-hmm. do that, plus the event, was amazing. And maybe we did a helicopter ride, too. I think that was, like, that yeah. was the best. I thought if, if, if the helicopter decides to malfunction and I die, at least I'll be dying in the Swiss <laughs> Alps.
0: <laughs> yeah, they could they could put like died like a Bond villain on your, t- <laughs> on your headstone. <laughs> Not the worst way to go. Not the worst way to go. Um so let me ask you this. Let's talk more about you personally and then your side of the of the United States here. I know that you're from, we just spoke with Chris Moreau, so you're in this West Coast 007, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, and then tell us more about that. What exactly is that?
3: Um, it's a Facebook group right now, and uh, it's, it's open to anyone really who's interested in Bond, but we wanted to focus more on folks on the West Coast, um, I think partially out of jealousy with um, how most of the people in the u s. are all on mm-hmm. the east Coast. And um, right. I didn't I know there's a few of us here and there, but I thought we thought that we could create a space um to connect with other people on this side.
0: yeah, I was gonna say, even in Michigan, like i my girlfriend and I are planning a trip to d c, and we're talking about flying because, it's only like an hour and a half flight and I have the miles. It's not very, you know what I mean? It's so short of a flight that's not very pricey, but you know, I was like, even in Michigan, I have to drive eight to 10 to 14 hours to see any of these East coast guys. I need like a five hour flight to see any of you guys. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, like we interviewed, we interviewed Donnie Waldron and he literally hung up the phone with us and then went and hung out with Harris Thomas, Tropical Bond, um, Bud West and like three other guys. I was like, you just like see these guys like on a Tuesday. I was like, Jake and I are literally like business partners per se, and I couldn't even tell you how tall he is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to say you lot complaining about distances.
1: Thanks. No, I trust yeah. me. I throw <laughs> you in there. I'm always
0: thinking about you. I'm always thinking about you. You know that. You know that
1: um so with that I know that I've been fortunate enough to to attend one of your events but um you guys also do um sort of the bonding online is that correct do you reckon you could tell us a little bit more about that and how that all sort of started because I know you also have a member who helped set that up who's definitely not on the west coast of the states um with with Thomas over there how did that all sort of start around
2: yeah so
3: when this pandemic hit thomas reached out to us and asked if we were interested in in hosting together um bonding online and uh for those who don't know thomas is um plumbing never dies on instagram he teaches english to school children in china um and he i don't know what exactly he does beyond that but he's pretty proficient with zoom and so we started when everything started closing up, he suggested that we have um, an interactive event to just meet other Bond people in the community since we're all at home with nothing else better to do. So it, it's a lot of fun. We've had about 30 people, 25, 30 people on average attend, mm-hmm. and we we do a little bit of trivia, and we pick pretty deep questions to discuss and then we break out into breakout rooms and you interact with four maybe five people and just talk about um whatever topic we give you and then we come back together as a group and and then we discuss some more on top of that. So we do about mm-hmm. three rounds of that and then it's and then it's just hanging out with everyone and getting to know each other. But the breakout rooms are really nice because Doing thirty people in one Zoom call is a lot, but doing four people in a room, like it's a little more personal and you get to know people. So it's it's been a great way to meet people from Instagram. Um, that's how I started making a lot of friends was was through that.
0: Yeah, I was I missed the last one, but I think I've only been around for the one. I was pretty bummed out, but I will definitely be at the next one for sure. This this I put in here as specially, the aerial hoop workouts. <laughs> You need to tell us more about that because A, I would throw up. B, I don't think I have the upper or lower body strength to carry myself around. And C, to me, it's probably one of the most Bond-esque hobbies that I've seen in this community by far. So what got you started in that? And also, is where you're doing that somewhere in your house? Because if it is, that looks immaculate.
3: (laughs) No, it's not at my house. Um, It's actually at at um an aerial studio and with uh, the pandemic going on we've actually we've made it so that we can book out individual slots Mm -hmm. times so that it's just solo practice so that we're not interacting with other people so that's how we which is kind of nice because the gyms are still closed here um
0: oh okay
3: yeah so it's just book an hour and and like and you just do self-practice and self-training and what have you so at least we can Maintain our strength and our abilities, and not get the COVID 15 that everyone else thought, you know, mm-hmm. has been gaining. Yeah,
2: um,
3: right. And uh, I've been doing this for about six years, and um, this started from the place I used to live at before. There was an aerial studio, and I would see people do all these crazy things, you know, on the aerial silks and trapeze and what have you. And I said, I'm gonna try it. What the hell? And mm-hmm. I took a class, and I didn't give up on the first after the first class, and I just kept coming back, and um, it's pretty addicting. So it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's fitness, but it's also creativity, um, having to create routines and, and things like that, and um, it keeps me busy. So
0: yeah, I mean, I've I've watched a couple of the videos, and it, not only does it look incredibly difficult, but I'm like <laughs> <Right Yeah. before. laughs> I was like, she is way more James Bond than I am. That is pretty. Sure. Because <laughs> I like, I'd walk in there, and they'd be like, do this, and be like, no, no, I'll watch. No. It. Okay, thank you, thank you for the offer. I appreciate it, and uh no, I'm good. Thanks. I don't want to puke. Very yeah, Bond that- response. Can you do that, oh, I'll throw up. <laughs>
3: It's a lot of fun. It's um, it's hard work. I'll tell you that much. The things that look easiest is probably the most difficult. Yeah. But, you know, I have a hard time of I going to the gym and working out. At least doing this, I see progress. You mm-hmm. know, like, there are things that... I'll tell you, day one, I couldn't climb, like, aerial silks. I couldn't lift myself at all. Like, I, I'm a bigger person, and... I carry a lot of weight and like to do that was really hard but at the same time i have a really positive attitude and i said okay it'll happen eventually i just need to have patience and just believe that i can do it and i think it took me about six months of just training like once or twice a week before i could actually mm-hmm. climb aerial silks before i could actually lift my body and, and do all these things um so having that, it's a, it's a motivator, you know, it's like, I see these things, I'm like, I want to do these things, so I'm just gonna work hard towards, towards it, and, and eventually it happens, um, but it it, that's really, it's a lot of fun.
0: What was that moment like when you finally reached the point where you were like, this is actually something I'm, I'm getting kind of good at?
2: Um,
3: it's, it feels good. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it's just it's having a benchmark of like I can do these things and then now it opens a whole new door of like all the things I can't do (laughs) (laughs) and all the things that I now have to work towards but um, it's fun well next
0: time next time you're there and you're you feel like you can't do something just think about Jake and I and think about how little we could do (laughs) yeah Yeah. think about how Jake might try it and Luke might be sitting in the corner puking just watching you guys (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's gonna be a weird first date between me and you isn't it Luke, when we meet each other and we're just you I know, know flying around on hoops and you're standing in the corner being sick it's pretty weird but you know whoever a your bike. just uh... filming it you just keep seeing like the camera like
0: falling down and jake's like seriously we got to send this to Jocelyn. I'm like, I'm uh, well
1: i suppose to sort of finish finish things up a little bit just to dive back a little bit more into bond um obviously no time to die has been sort of slated as as daniel craig's last film who would be your sort of ideal replacement for for craig going forward
3: okay so i'm terrible with movie actors because i besides bond i actually don't watch a lot of movies Mm -hmm.
2: um
3: but i have to say recently um Recently I watched okay, totally not Bond esque, but I watched Eurovision on Netflix.
2: Yeah. And it
3: has it has Dan Stevens in in the show in that movie. And mm-hmm. um he actually is one like in one of the audiobooks, he's the person who reads the audiobooks, the James oh, Bond okay. audiobooks. Yeah. So I think he could be he, he would be interesting. Like he's pretty handsome. I think he'd mm-hmm. be pretty interesting as, as a potential Bond. Actor, um was he that... one of the ones
0: we talked about? Jake, was he was he on that list? I, I feel don't... like we talked about him at one point. I'm not sure. I don't I'm think not gonna so. lie. I thought you were gonna say Pierce Brosnan when he said Eurovision. I was gonna say that's. No.
1: that's... <laughs> or will foul. <Ferrell>. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's actually been in a few things. I don't think he was I one of those faces not... that I definitely recognized during the film. But I, yeah.
3: I, I think he's in um, Down Abbey.
0: Yes, I haven't, I right.
3: haven't yeah.
0: seen that. So, I haven't either.
3: Yeah.
0: Jake, have you seen *Downton Abbey*?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Mm. I've seen bits and yeah, that didn't sound very convincing, did it? I'm English, of course, I've seen *Downton Abbey*. Mm. Um, no, I, <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of it, but that is not my style of TV. Let's put it that <laughs> do way. You refer Where to
0: it, it? you refer to it as your story, like yeah. a soap? <laughs> <laughs> EastEnders, it's okay that's my, watch. my almost 90 year old grandpa still watches uh, bold and beautiful so oh okay yep that's okay, okay. Then. yeah <laughs> um let's do a, a couple more general questions as well what would you say is your favorite bond film golden okay
3: yeah and then and then probably casino
0: after mm-hmm. that golden and 90s 80s kid i'm assuming
3: yeah, yeah, I'm also part of that that Golden Eye 64 generation. So, I ha- yes. I do have fond memories of that as well with my my younger brother. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and then I put this in here just now because of uh, your origins to Bond. What would you say is your favorite score? Even if it's just one of the the theme songs or overall score, what would you say is your favorite?
3: Honor Majesty's Secret Service is a really great score. I, I mm-hmm. really like that a lot. Um, I enjoy the score to Casino as well. Um, I definitely did not like the score to Spectre. That I left the movie really angry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> solely
3: solely on the on the, on Spectre's score. Um, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward. I'm looking forward to No Time to Die. I hope I hope it's good. Like I've kind yeah, of set the I, bar pretty low, just just so I can be blown away.
0: Mm-hmm. Hans Hans very rarely misses the mark. I will say, he's very good, very dynamic. You know, he does like he'll do like the holiday with Cameron Diaz, and then he'll do like Inception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> do you imagine? Do you imagine like his desktop, like on his MacBook, he like pulls up the wrong. He's like sitting in there like with Chris Nolan, and he's like, all right, let's let's hear track one. And it's just like. You know, like a Christmas like themed, and he's like, "Oh, wrong one, sorry."
1: In all fairness, the holiday is pretty much Christmas classic, so I'm just going to leave that out. Yeah, it's one of my Uh, it's
0: one of my favorite films. (laughs) Why do you think I brought it up? Anytime we can talk about the holiday or Morgan Freeman, I'm there. (laughs) Um,
1: so I, I suppose the last sort of question that we've got is. With sort of your collection, um, do you sort of have a prized possession that that really sort of relates to Bond?
3: Okay, so I I was thinking about this on the drive home earlier today, and non-materialistic item is probably the birthday video that Chris and Brian put together for Mm -hmm. me. With everyone wishing me happy birthday, I was just blown away by how many beautiful and kind people there are in the community um so that's something that no one else has (laughs) in their collection that's a good (laughs) answer um if we want to talk materialistic probably the grassomere tumblers from casino Mm
0: -hmm. are
3: one of my favorite items but i i actually bought them at the cumbria store um in the uk and that was part of when my husband and I went on our honeymoon, like we actually, and we drove through the Lakes District and, and stopped at the store and bought it. So just like the experience attached behind it makes it probably one of my favorite things. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful glass. I, I yeah. love drinking out of it, but yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that answer too, because um, it's not just something you ordered online. You actually bought it on a trip, very Bond-related trip, which I like a lot. As, and I don't know if you noticed, as you were talking about it, Jake holds up his Q mug. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <sorry, laughs> right. <Not a, yeah. laughs> it's not about you, Jake. I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, well, yeah, I think that uh, just about wraps it up. Jake, anything else you wanted to ask?
1: No, thanks so much for your time there, Justin. It was great to chat with you again. I know it's been a
0: while, but um, yeah, thank you again for coming on.
3: Yeah, Great uh thanks for having me it was fun to talk to both of you
0: yeah thanks for joining us and then before we go to um just once again if you can just remind everybody where they can find you on social media
2: um
3: so i'm on instagram uh, as ladies who bond um, and then it's also the same on youtube as well
0: perfect well thanks jocelyn thanks for joining us enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe in california
3: great thank you so much you guys have a good weekend
0: thank you. you too thank you so yeah once again that was Jocelyn Sia at ladies who bond on Instagram and YouTube can't thank her enough for joining us had a great conversation with her she's unbelievably sweet very talented at everything she does so we're very thankful to have her um, come and sit and chat with us
1: yeah no thanks for that Jocelyn it was great to to catch up properly
0: so, Jake, we got a few new updates this week, um, some different things going on in the Bond community. Why don't we start off with the shoes? What do you think about those shoes? Yeah, it's, um,
1: I think we obviously already know about the hybrids, um, but we now have the James as well, and the molten boots that they've confirmed uh, are included in there. Um, but what can you say? They're pocket and giant shoes. They're they are stunning, as always. Um Excited to see the Maltons probably more than than the James ones at the moment. Um, just to you know, I like the casual style of Bond as well, and I think that that's something that's fairly easy to bring into to everyone sort of day to day. So yeah, it was. um There definitely seems to be a lot of marketing going on at the moment, which can only be good for for a release in November, in my opinion. Like we didn't have any of this obviously in April so um, the fact that it's sort of happening now it seems pretty positive um but yeah what were your thoughts on the shoes
0: yeah i like the shoes a lot i like the james and i like the moltons i could see myself getting the moltons before the james just because with me working from home and uh the price point i wouldn't need the james until june of next year most likely just based on going back to work and being able to wear them At least a couple times a week so i could definitely see myself getting the chuckas i mean i like them both they're both amazing shoes but uh i really like the molten i can see myself getting those
1: yeah i think those chuckas they they look fairly easy to wear with most things to be honest and i'd probably say they've grown on me the more that i've seen them um i'm looking forward to seeing some videos i suppose of people wearing them that aren't james bond because i think that can always help with with the purchasing decision on a lot of things like that, especially if you can't actually get out to see them, just because, you know, he makes a fucking bin bag look pretty good most of the time. So it's, right. yeah, that's probably the only thing that I'd be, be waiting for for them. But along with the shoes, we also had the announcement, I think it must have been last, well, it was last night for me, would have been this morning for, for you. Um, a special edition, no time to die podcast. Mm-hmm. will be airing, so I think that's six parts, um, I'm really excited about this, like, we we obviously sort of had the joke, we do a podcast about James Bond, that's fantastic, isn't it, let's, um, let's chuck some competition in there, um, yeah. but I, I can't wait to hear what they've, they've got to say, like, it seems like it's pretty much all access, Daniel Craig, Rami Malek are obviously sort of confirmed to, to have mm-hmm. interviews on there, um, so that's a pretty exciting thing. I feel like it's E.ON coming into the 21st century a little bit with their their marketing strategy. They know that podcasts are popular and they're easy to digest. So, I, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to see them take that route, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about it, too. Like you said, it's six parts. Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, Lashana Lynch, Lea Seydoux, Kerry Fukunaga, and Billie Eilish. Um you can hear some of the new music there first as well. I think it's a great idea, and I think it just further proves that. Uh, hopefully, this movie is coming out in November. With all the different things we're seeing, it's kind of hard to keep up with all the new updates and developments, and spoilers and teasers and things like that. So, I think I think we're in for for a new film in November and a pretty good James Bond podcast.
1: Yeah, it's um sounds very exciting. Like, I think it's probably not too out there to say that I'm. I'm guessing there's not going to be a huge amount of plot points or anything that are going to be talked about because, you know, you've seen interviews with them before and it is very hush hush with the the plot point. But just to hear them talk about the film, I'm excited about. Wow. Um, and I suppose the last thing that we probably have seen over the last week or so was the Omega um, promotion that sort of came out. Um, I like to give a quick shout out to my mate Joe Fox, who's based over here in Australia, who said that Daniel Craig looked like the Uni bomber. Um, I thought that was my quote of the week right there. Um, there was a few new little bits in there. He's wearing a hat. I think we were both pretty excited by that, seeing you know James Bond look like a an average man. Um, yeah. But no, it's once again same thing with the marketing. Just exciting to see see some new parts of the film.
0: Yeah. So I'll take a quick opportunity to jump in here. So I actually ordered the hat. Um, I wanted to get the jump on it, and hopefully it's the actual hat. If not, I actually like it. I do enjoy this barber hat that did show up. It's the waxed sports cap in navy. I do like it a lot. Just the one issue I have is the clasp on the back seems to kind of come loose with, like, really any adjustments, which is kind of annoying. But funny story, too, I ordered the hat and uh it initially showed up as a like a a, like fisherman's cap or something so i was like what in the hell is going on here but that i still have maybe i'll give it away maybe i'll send it back who knows i don't know if there's any fishermen out there that want a barber fisherman cap but you know who i am reach out to me and let me know just wear the bucket hat i promise i won't make fun of you apart from the first time (laughs) you can make fun of me whenever you want jake i think you've earned that right but we'll move on so Thank you guys for joining us again this week. And then um, next week, we're going to bring a review of the two Timothy Dalton movies back onto our review series. So look forward to talking to you guys next week.